friends, welcome to Fate FM, Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, please text us on 04-888-8011. The number again, and some people like to hear it differently. Now, I know that uh, the other day I was just talking about that. How would you say this number? And some people say, hey, we say it 04-888-0811. You can choose uh, which one uh, is more uh, practical for you to remember. But um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to um, hear your uh, opinion in regard to the discussion we are going to have today. And please don't hesitate to write an SMS as we go, and we'll be able to, um, to communicate with you. You can be part of this program today. This week we looked at... Um, Should the church be so wealthy? And we dealt with some uh, questions like, uh, what does the Bible teach about money? Does the Bible have anything to say about the wealth of churches? Doesn't Christianity promise prosperity? We're going to look a little bit more into this uh, subject. And what does the Bible say about giving and generosity? It's good to have David Delima from Family Voice Australia with us today again. And um, David, from your perspective at Family Voice Australia, what is the biblical value of giving and generosity? Yes, Nick, excellent question, and it's great to be broadcasting with you. At Family Voice Australia, obviously, we're a voice for the family because we believe in the family. And, you know, Nick, it's been suggested that if we could just fix the family, we'll fix everything. Mm. We'll fix the problems of society, we'll enrich our churches, we'll fix government. So family really is a very important thing. And family is the key to giving and generosity mm-hmm. because family members have got to look after each other. You know, when I see a poor person, a beggar in the city, a homeless person, my my immediate thought is, where where is their family? Where are their kinfolk? Mm-hmm. Is, is, is there not a brother or a sister or, or a, a, a cousin or someone who, who is much better equipped than me to help them? I could, I could give some money and, and frequently do, but it's not really addressing the issue. And, and who am I to address the issue? It's the family that should be doing that. So generosity and giving really needs to boil down to what can the family do? And Nick, you think of the book of Ruth where there's that wonderful example of Boaz who's called the kinsman redeemer and when Ruth who is his relative is in trouble because she's widowed and she's um, financially struggling uh, he's he stepped up straight away so we need to restore this notion in society of the kinsman redeemer who will be generous but not to a stranger he's he's generous to his family and if every family member could sort out all the all the homeless people who are out there who all have some kind of family, almost all of them would have some kind of a family, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have the problem of poverty in the first place. Yes. And so uh, we, we need to 
recognise that it's not up to the government to be generous. In fact, that's a real misunderstanding of the proper role of government, and it really damages the the rest of us as we are trying to help those who are in need. Hmm. Now, while you mentioned that, David, in what ways does the government make a mistake about generosity? Yes. Well, we live in a country where the government is very generous, and we are told that we should be grateful for that. But when you think it through, government doesn't have any money of its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only money that government has is what it's taxed from the people. So they're being generous. You know, we're being generous. We're receiving generously out of our own wealth, which yes. is a bit, bit uh, upside down, really. And of course, the government wastes so much money and um, bureaucracy always gets things done inefficiently. So if charity is to be done, government is really the last entity that should be involved. And yet we live in a world now where the government is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> uh, so we, we're looking to the government increasingly and this creates dependency as well. Yes. Uh, people will say, oh, the government will, will pick up the bill, that the government will look after me. Um, and this is also a tremendous disincentive for ordinary people to care for the needy mm-hmm. why should we care for the needy when the government will look after the needy and so uh, the role of government there's there's actually no biblical basis for the government to care for people uh, we assume as christians that uh, governments should be caring but the biblical role of government's got nothing to do with caring for people it's got everything to do with law and order with managing society And we can stretch that a bit to roads, rates, rubbish and things like that. Mm. But uh, it it is the role of families, of churches and individuals to care and to be philanthropic. And the more the government tries to care and be philanthropic, the more it messes things up and creates a huge disincentive for ordinary people to give generously. Yeah, that's an interesting point um, you make there, David, particularly uh, in Australia, Here, as we have one of the best, uh, let's say, um, social security system. Mm. Uh, Mm. But yeah, I think, yeah, you made a very, very good point there. Uh, I wonder now, uh, David, how can ordinary people give generously? Yes. Well, when ordinary people give generously, they're in a much better position to really work with with the needy to help them to get out of the cycle of dysfunction that they're in. You've mentioned how generous our government is, but there are certain suburbs, uh, which I perhaps shouldn't mention, where there are now five generations, one after the other, who have never worked. Five generations on welfare. That's all they know. So uh, government is not helping these people by giving the handout and uh, and, and not in any way challenging their Mm behaviour. But it's the family that's in the better position to do both of those things, to provide the welfare and the challenge towards the dysfunction. And the scriptures are very clear for us, Nick. I'm just going to read uh, two or three that uh, jump out to me as I look at this whole question. Uh, Paul writing to Titus says, Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good Hmm. in order that they may provide for daily necessities and not live unproductive lives. So uh, part of the, the challenge of welfare or the challenge of caring for the needy is not simply to feed and clothe, valuable as that is, but to yes. help people to provide for themselves and mm-hmm. not live unproductive lives. And then Paul says in Ephesians 4, he who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. 
And then finally, Paul writing to Timothy in the sixth chapter of the first letter says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, Mm. and to be generous and willing to share. So I hope those scriptures are encouraging to the listeners, Nick. Absolutely. And we are going to look into the Bible a little bit more, uh, David, uh, during the program. Uh, But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking time to come and share with us uh, on this uh, very important topic uh, to deal with uh, wealth. Uh, David, how would you like to just pray for us and for our listeners on this topic? Yes. Lord, I pray that you will prompt the generosity of all of the listeners and that they will not simply give money, but that they will will give of themselves in relationships. And we do pray for those who are homeless, uh, those who are struggling financially, especially that their families would step up because, Lord, they are in just the right position, not simply to help out with charity, but to challenge and indeed to help to rescue people from the dysfunction and the challenging situations that they're in uh, where they've now found themselves to be in poverty. So we pray, Lord, that you will strengthen the families of Australia, that the whole community will be enriched. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, David. May God richly bless you. And as you continue to go and minister through the uh, Family Voice Australia, you'll be able to uh, engage even on on this aspect, which we're talking uh, today a little bit more in the communities. May God bless you. Thank you again. Thank you, Nick. Cheerio. We're going to take a short break. Uh, this is Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back shortly. Little sparrows This is Fate FM, Drive Time BQ&A, and this is Nick Rita. It's good to have with us uh, again our co-host is uh, Tracy Papandreou. Good to to have with us, uh, Tracy. Thanks, Nick. It's nice to be back. Hi to you and hi to all the listeners. Uh, Tracy, we are dealing with uh, quite an interesting uh, question uh, 
today and um, I believe will affect uh, many of us, you know, and uh, many of our listeners. Should the church be so wealthy? And I heard myself many people commenting on this aspect. Now, we dealt, as I mentioned a bit earlier um, in the program, we dealt with quite a few questions about uh, um, what does the Bible teach about money? Does the Bible have anything to say about the wealth of the churches? Uh, doesn't Christianity promise uh, prosperity? Uh, but we are looking into this a little a bit more today, what the Bible says about giving and generosity. Uh, Nick, before you get started, can I just say again, and I've said this before on this program, we really deal with some curly and meaty topics, don't mm, we? Mm. Uh, and I really enjoy it because uh, it, it, they really are some good questions that people have, that they wonder about. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%, Tracy. Most Christians, and even many non-Christians, Tracy, believe it is good thing to be generous towards others. But where does this idea come? What does the Bible say about this? The Bible actually has a lot to say about generosity and finances. Uh, throughout the Old Testament, there's actually quite a, a, a number of um, texts that are given around financial planning, if you like. You know, mm -hmm. um, God had a plan originally that... Um, you know, everybody would be uh, looked after quite well, and there'd be balance and all, and all of that kind of kind of thing. So we see throughout the Bible that um, the idea of giving and generosity is, is is very much a biblical one. It's very much from from God. And um, in uh, James two sixteen in the New Testament, that's uh, where there is a discussion about. Um, the, the outworking of a person's faith, if you like, mm -hmm. that when uh, they have a, a deep faith and they're transformed by God, uh, it's, it's natural for them to want to help others. And uh, in, in fact, what's, uh, what the text says there is, if one of you says to them, and this is a person in need, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? So, so we are counselled that um, it's an obligation for for a Christian to um, to be aware of of the needs of people around them and to where they can uh, assist in that. And and uh, as I said, you know, this is this is all part of of God's plan. You know, it's a method by which. Um, not only can we ensure that there's more balance between those who have, those who've been blessed with more um, material wealth and those who are in, in want, but it's also a way to keep us from the love of money, which, which is something we have to be um, very careful about. Mm, that's right, Tracy. And um, it's something we need to guard against uh, that we don't make money an idol. Mm. Uh, in um, in First Timothy uh, chapter six verse ten, actually it's saying, "For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs." I think mm. that's so true. This passage in the Bible uh, is so relevant in this context. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's really interesting 
that it talks about this particular uh, thing, the love of money, can actually very much affect our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's it's uh, saying there that that there are examples of uh, situations where people. Uh, the love of money had caused people to wander away from faith. So, you know, um, the Bible gives us all of this information to give us examples and help us to be on the lookout for things that, that we need to be wary of. So having a, um, having an understanding of our obligation about being generous and, and, and giving, um, it, it actually it, it keep, helps us to keep our focus right. Mm-hmm. Now, we need to make sure, Nick, that we're not misunderstood. The Bible doesn't say that you have to be a, you know, poor person, you know, living in, in you know, amongst the dirt and everything at all, you know. Um, there are actually quite a lot of very wealthy people in the Bible, in mm-hmm. Bible times, who are very blessed by God. But um the difference is the love of money when You're people right. begin to make it an idol that's the thing that that we have to be on the lookout for and so when we um have an attitude towards our money which is not um where we don't treat it as an idol um we're we're um we're setting ourselves up for a better situation rather than um when when we've got that too much of a focus in our lives. Matthew six nineteen to twenty one also warns us, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So again, just saying we've got to be careful about where our focus is, where we keep our focus. Mm, that's that's true, uh, Tracy. But does God really need our money, Tracy? Uh, couldn't He just make it uh, that everyone had enough? <laughs> you 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 know, it's it's a natural question, isn't it? You know, He He owns everything. Uh, so why would would he kind of allow it to continue this way with some people being very wealthy and and, and we know that um, the gap between uh, the wealthiest and the poorest people just continues to yeah. get wider. Um, but actually, um, Jesus made it pretty clear that there was no plan to make everyone wealthy in Mark 14. Uh, that actually, that, that chapter tells of a story of Jesus being at the home of Simon the leper. Mm-hmm. And when Mary famously anoints him with that expensive perfume, and there were those who were at the, um, at the dinner and, and they were quite indignant because they were concerned that the money could have been used for the poor instead. And Jesus replied in Mark 14, 7, he, he basically, um, admonishes them and he says, the poor you will always have with you and you can help them whenever you want. So, you know, he, he didn't see it as, as a priority. He mm. saw other things more as a priority and he made it clear that we will always have that and, uh, and people can help the poor whenever they want. So, so no, that's not 
part of the plan and you have to ask why is that not part of the plan well i believe that it's because he wants us to have that generosity and we will be blessed through it you know the council is to practice generosity both indeed and financially it's a blessing from god you know it's a faith test mm. many texts there's many texts where um where god instructs generosity and he asks us to test him you know so let me just quote um one of them malachi 3:10 it says bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. So he's saying, you know, I want you to do this, but, you know, let's do it as a test. You know, let, let's, you know, put me to the test um, and, and let me have the opportunity to come through for you. Um, so he says, put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. That sounds pretty good to me. Wow, that's beautiful passage again. And uh, the scripture you quoted talks about uh, bringing the uh, full tithe into the storehouse. Now, before even we... we talk a little bit more about this uh, uh, as you mentioned a bit earlier particularly that uh, story you know with Mary Magdalene and um, mm-hmm. and Jesus and uh, how she was uh, um, misunderstood by uh, by the people uh, of that time and I'm thinking as you just said Jesus replying and said you have the the poor always with you and you mm-hmm. can help them but now this woman did the right thing you know she was preparing mm-hmm. jesus for uh, um, uh, his death you know mm-hmm. um, and that brought into my mind a, a kind of a, um, a question and a, you know thinking that okay that means that we need to be responsible for those in need, but at the same time, many people are struggling and are in need because of their poor choices exactly. and because they, sometimes they even they don't want to to be other way, you know. <laughs> to, uh, and I, I, I don't want to be subjective here, you know, just uh, or simplistic. But yeah, I think we need to be very, um, you know faithful to God's instructions and particularly now that we are going to touch a little bit more on this aspect of uh, tithing Um, Mm -hmm. and that's very biblical you know many people will have problems with that saying thinking that okay the churches are getting richer because people are giving money to them I think actually that's not true because this is a very biblical um, uh, concept and um, now can you help us, Tracy, and share about a little bit more with us what is tithe? Sure, sure. So I actually went and I looked up the the, the, the dictionary definition today because mm-hmm. I just know it as tithe and that's what it is and I know what I do with it. But I wanted to see what, what the dictionary actually had to say. And so the definition is the tenth part of the yearly produce of agriculture, etc., due or paid as a tax to the church, or a tenth part of anything. Mm. And actually, Nick, 
you know that that I actually speak Italian and it's called La Decima with that which you can hear in that you know that's that's the tenth yes um, and uh, it might even be a little bit the same in your uh, native language Nick yes a zecha parte yeah um, you know so this is this is uh, the Bible giving us um, the example of of where God gave um, the Israelites uh, the commandment to put aside a tenth of their um, gain uh, for the the Levites it was originally and mm. they were um, the um, tribe that actually served in the temple and they didn't because they served in the temple and they didn't have their own land they actually didn't have means to be um, making uh, growing growing um, uh, produce or making money etc so that was a way that they were looked after mm. now you can you can fast forward to today and say well, this is the means by which the uh, the the charity arm, if you like, of yeah. the church is able to help people. It's a means by which churches are able to initiate programs to, um, well, even like like Faith FM, for example, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it doesn't cost nothing to run a radio station. Um, right. And so, you know. Um, there, there's a need for funds to to be able to to do all of all of this, you know. And I don't believe that um, God wanted people who are doing work for Him to be, you know, impoverished and everything, you know, um, just because they've chosen to to work for for God. So it's a, it's a it's a way to. Um, have the funds that are required to either be helping those who are in need or be going um, about, you know, um, following through with the Great Commission that that Jesus gave, which was to go and make disciples of people um, in all nations, teaching them um, the word. So, and that's my paraphrase. Um, so, so you know that that's that's specifically what it's what it's for. Um, I think, um, you know, again, it, it's, it's just such a, a, a practical thing. Now, um, I don't want to offend anybody when I say this at all, but there's a difference between taking in funds and using them to help other people and taking in funds and simply, um, building up the wealth of the church. Now, now, uh, Italy is one of my favourite countries. I spend a lot of time there. Um, and, you know, when, when you go into St. Peter's Cathedral and you see the amount of wealth mm-hmm. that's there, um, you know, you just got to kind of think, um, well, is this actually what what um, God, God had in mind? Yeah, God wanted. You know? yeah. So, 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 yeah. Um I personally, you know, I actually feel blessed to um, be part of, of you know, be following through with that that um, council and be part of that because, you know, I, I can't be out there um, in every missionary field. I can't be out there in, in every situation in need, um, but I can I can give my contribution 
by um, being faithful with with my tithe. Um, uh, you know that that doesn't that doesn't um, uh, put aside that people who who are in my life who I can directly help I should be helping because generosity is not all just about money. There's also also other ways that you can be generous to people. But you know, I, I, for for me, I think it's a, a, a very clear application of how we get the commission out there and how we help people and how we live uh what the word is is meant to be um mm. yeah i i i just think you know it's really interesting uh, because again god could have made this all happen you know i mean he's he owns all of the wealth it's all his and yet all he asks is 10% of it and he says you know just give me back a portion and you know, let it be used as um, as I've directed. Uh, and um, when you actually think that he owns all of it, uh, so so your ninety percent that you get to keep is you know you're actually doing quite quite well. Um, I, I, I think I think it all makes makes sense. And I, I have to say, um, before I became born again, I was a person who was quite focused on job and money and material things and so it's been good for me very good for me to be that this is actually part of things because I would have to say that I probably did before I became born again I probably did make money a bit of an idol and um, it's been a blessing to me to be able to um, be be changed and uh to to be able to set it aside and have a have a a a better relationship with money if you like yes you're so right and uh, tracy you mentioned something very important we are talking uh, on another program which i produce about abraham Mm. and uh, now he we can read in the bible that he gave a tent Mm. of uh, the things which he owned or um, there is a story in the Bible when he came from a a war, you know, and uh, if he had some um, benefits from that, he would give 10%. Mm. And we talk about that he was called to be a father of many nations. Now, when we use the money and give it to God, I mean, bring it to the church, the 10%, uh, actually, it's not just a charitable act. It's a faithful act, if you like. Mm. Uh, we believe in in God and His leading, you know, and I believe that's uh, that's very important. Now, uh, what about, uh, Tracy, what about if I'm struggling financially? Does God still expect me to be generous and bring my tithe to the church or to Him, you know? What's your opinion on this? Yeah, this is this is you know when the rubber hits the road, isn't it? You know mm. when um, when uh, people find themselves in financial difficulty. But if we go back to the Bible, we look at um, one particular example which Jesus highlighted to the um, the apostles or the disciples. He 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 really wanted them to note and and that was the 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 widow's offering and in mark 12:41 to 44 it says 
And he sat down opposite the treasury, so this is Jesus, Mm -hmm. and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box, for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. So, you know, that I I think it, it, it seems hard, but Jesus is clearly saying that there's an expectation, even when you're struggling financially, that that you will give and why does he want to do that why does he want to do that because he wants to he wants to bless us he wants to bless us he this is he said a number of times you know test me um you know and 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 i'll show you and and um you know i'll show you how i come through for you and you know i mean We've got to check our motive when we give. We can't be giving with the idea, well, I'll give because I know that God's going to give me more back. Um, but sometimes that's the case, you know. Um, if I just give an example of, of my own situation, I've had times where God has told me to give big sums and mm-hmm. I've gone, mm, wow, um, okay, okay. And do you know, I... Almost always I'm rewarded by, it might not be, it might be something like I think one year I got a, a very large unexpected return from, from my tax return. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but more often than not, what it is is things like I'll get really good specials so my money will go further than I expected. Uh, it's just, you know, I can say that, that, um, you know, I can't remember every situ- every single it's situation right now, but um, but it's happened enough that um, that I know that 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 God will look after me. I don't need to to worry, and He knows my needs. He knows what I truly need. You know, I've I've got a girlfriend who has a saying. She says, "You can't outgive God." You know, if He asks you to give, you can't outgive Him. You know, so um. So, so really, um, yes, in practical terms, when you're struggling financial, financially, what you see before your eyes, what your human logic tells you is, I've got to hang on to this. Yes. But God's financial plan is often very different than the world's financial plan. And, you know, a lot of supernatural kind of things happen, you know, um, you'll just get the right timing that, that, Thing that you wanted to buy uh, that you'd been thinking that, well, we don't have the money for that because, you know, we're struggling. Suddenly, it'll be on special. Now, I'm not saying that will happen every time, Correct. but I've found that that happens enough. Um, and I, I, I really do believe that, that our God wants the best for us in everything. I really believe that the only reason this is given to us is to really guard us from the love of money, to give us that that um, that lovely uh, feeling that we have when we know we're contributing to a good cause, when we know that that we're part of something, um, that that he wants to bless us with that. 
That's wonderful. Um, and uh, Tracy, uh, I would like to um, take a short break here. But just before that, I have something uh, special, a book to give away. And to our listeners, I just want you to um, grab a pen or something to write down um, for this offer. And please send us an SMS on 4 uh, and request this book, The Giving Equation. Now, this is, uh, this is a wonderful book and will help you in many aspects of uh, finances. Um, it's logical that uh, if I give a certain amount of money, I have less money left to live on, right? That's simply mathematics, <laughs> but is also an equation that makes many people reluctant to give. The giving equation provides a fresh way of thinking about stewardship, explaining two different mindsets towards our personal finances. The book will will bring you wonderful uh, things uh, to you to help understand uh, uh, giving. From a Christian point of view, uh, and not only, I would like you to have this book. Don't hesitate to send us a message, uh, send us an SMS on 04-888-808-11 and we'll be very happy to um, provide this book free of charge, no obligation. We take a short break now and we'll be back shortly. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. Oh, 
Q&A, and this is Nick Rita with our co-host today, Tracy Papandreou. We are talking about uh, giving and uh, generosity. Now, uh, Tracy, we look in the Bible um, for some examples, and uh, just before the the break, Tracy, um, we ask this question, uh, what about if I'm struggling financially? Does God still expect me um, to be generous and bring my tithe to him or to the church? And you you bring some uh, Bible texts, you know, to us and also share with us, uh, even from personal experience, Tracy, uh, mm-hmm. how you experience the blessings when you gave. And, and you said uh, before the break that uh, sometimes you were even, um, uh, you know, uh, inspired to give more than 10 percent um, and uh, god really blessed you and i think uh, all of us we have um, that sort of uh, experience with god when we give now i want to to come uh, back a little bit again um, that may be hard for some people um, to to really grasp this, understand, and say, how can I give and they still have more, you know? <laughs> or how can I give when I need exactly that amount of money to cover my bills and whatever it is, you know? Uh, what, what advice um, would you give uh, to these people? It is, it is uh, difficult at times, but, you know, I believe God wants us to practice our faith and, and test him, you know? Like I said, you know, he could do all of this, you know, with with one word. He has a plan in having us involved in financing the the help of others, the 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 means to be able to get the the word about mm-hmm. the beauty of the word and and the um, 
the good news of the gospel out to people. You know, I would say give him an opportunity to prove that, you know, he owns everything on earth and in the heavens and he wants to bless you for your faithfulness. So give him that opportunity, you know, um, where there are things that I believe God is asking me to do where there's a bit of a faith test involved, mm-hmm. I often pray, you know, Lord, please answer this. Not that I want the thing answered my way, but because I want to be able to glorify you in when I say to all my friends, you know, wow, look at what God is doing, you know, um, you know, he's doing this in my life, he's doing that in my life, etc. Um, so the same thing here, you know, um, just put him to the test. He wants to be put to the t- test. Mm-hmm. Another scripture that tells us that is Luke 6.38, and it says, this is a lovely one, give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down. So I, I get the, the, the impression when I'm reading this um, that it's like somebody trying to um, fit as much as possible into the, into the container. So um, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Um, you know, so, so we're being told that... Um, God wants to to um, to answer and and help us with our faith, and He wants to bless us. You know, Philippians four nineteen also says, "And my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus." So He wants to, um, you know, He wants to um, look after us and bless us. Um, but sometimes he'll put us in a situation where, you know, we need to test that faith. Um, and, you know, I've already discussed um, about my own situation and, and, you know, sometimes I've been asked to, um, you know, give more or what, or whatever, but um, God is good. And uh, I think it's actually been a wonderful safeguard to me uh, to keep me from that that love of money, um, God's counsel is always so wise, even when sometimes it um, seems like it's counterintuitive. Right, so, right. Um, just to come in my mind, Tracy, uh, a bit of my experience when uh, I was young and uh, before I, you know, gave my heart to God. And as you said, in your, um, you know, uh, from your own experience, um, how you felt when you were giving or, or how you, you felt when you, you kind of th- thought that you, you have some certain love for money, you know, <laughs> was a bit mm-hmm. of an idol. Now, in, in my case, I remember I was young and uh, I, I was earning very good money for my age back then uh, i was earning like three salaries like from my other you know wow um uh, colleagues and you know from one day to the other i never could put together um 
a dollar, you know, I mean, or in Money my burnt a hole in your pocket, did it? In the, in the currency I was paid. It was very interesting, you know. And uh, then I, uh, I had the experience to, you know, to find God and to give my heart to God. Mm-hmm. And um, I even lost my job um, through this. And I got another job, which I um, earn less than or about half of one salary, not three <laughs> salaries, you know. <laughs> Big adjustment. And, and I thought, wow, and how I'm going to survive with this? And, you know, from one pay to the other, I always had some money left. Mm, because, interesting. <laughs> ah, it's very interesting. It's a long story, actually, to share. Maybe another time I should uh, share that testimony. Mm. But uh, it comes in my mind now that a little with God's blessings is more. Than goes a long way. It goes yes. a long way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's a very, very important thing. Now, look, with all this uh, being said, uh, Tracy, uh, what advice uh, would you give? But what if I want to do that, but I'm scared and I do not feel good? about it. What about if I struggle with these concepts? Mm, mm. Well, you know, you've got to be honest with God, honest with yourself and honest with God, you know, and, and he, he wants people to give cheerfully, mm-hmm. you know, to 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 7 says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I would say don't be giving if, you, if you're giving it begrudgingly, mm-hmm. if your heart is not right, because um, I, I personally don't think that God can really bless it if your heart is not right about it. I think what's important is if you are in that place where you dutifully know that that's what God wants, but your heart hasn't really caught up with that yet, um, to to pray about it. You know, prayer is so important. You know, in that situation, I would be saying to God, God, I see your word tells me that this is what you want to do, but I'm not I'm not there yet. My heart isn't right. I want to be a cheerful giver. Please help me to help to transform my heart. Please help me to understand this better so I can feel better about it. You know, uh, that's what I would be saying is, is to, you know, go to God and, and, and help him to help you to work through it. Um, before you step out, step up and give, because I think it's important that you give with the right heart. And in fact, that's what the Bible tells us, you know, there's there's plenty of texts about generosity in the Bible um, that that you know it's clear that that's what God God wants. So if 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 your heart isn't yet at that place, go to God and 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 ask Him. And also, hey, that book that we're giving away today that will probably give um, some information that will be helpful and and may you know, help you to to uh, work through any struggle that you're having with it. 
Wonderful. Uh, Tracy, I just want again to um, mention the giveaway, the book which uh, we have for today. Wonderful book, uh, mm-hmm. The Giving Equation. And um, it's written by um, Ken Long. Uh, Ken is a highly experienced businessman, consultant based in Sydney, Australia. He holds a doctorate in business administration along with qualifications in law and um, uh, commerce. Ken is a stewardship champion and uh, is passionate about helping people understand how generous giving benefits them. Uh, on this book, you can learn more about uh, Let's Get r- uh, the Right Equation. Uh, God doesn't need my money. There are very good um, topics on this book. Please uh, uh, send us an SMS on 04-888-8081 and we'll be very happy to provide you with this book. Now, um, time is uh, going very fast. Uh, Tracy, As it always does. And I wonder if we could uh, summarize a bit of what we were talking about today. Sure. I think the, the, the things, points that I would like people to walk away with is that generosity and giving is part of God's plan. And it's part of his plan because he wants it to be a blessing for us. It's not actually something where we're losing. It's actually something that we're gaining. Um, it's, it's another way to test our faith and to give God the opportunity to prove himself and strengthen our faith. It's a wonderful way to keep us from being too focused on money, which in this day and age is so easy. And also to remember that Every good thing that we have is from God. He's so generous with us. Um, so it's a way of giving back to him. James 1.17 tells us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above mm. and comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variable variableness, neither shadow or turning. So our God who is so good um, wants to bless us. He wants us to... Um, get something from this. We're not losing, we're gaining. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing with us today. Um, I wonder if you could uh, lead us in a prayer as we close. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to um, help listeners to understand about the wisdom that's in your word. Father, I want to pray for all of those listening that... um, your Holy Spirit would take what's been spoken today and would just touch hearts and minds and um, help people to understand the way that you would wish them to, dear Lord. We thank you for all the blessings that you um, bestow upon us. And I pray that you would help us all to be more generous and to have that uh the, the cheerful heart of, of the giver. We thank you for all these wonderful gifts which come down from you, from you, the Father of the heavenly lights. And we just uh, pray that you help us to to be more generous in our community uh, and, and in all ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tracy. And um, I just need to mention this from some Proverbs. Uh, chapter 3, um, you know, verses 9 and 10. This is wonderful. Honor the Lord with your wealth mm. and with the first fruits of all, all your produces. Then your barns will be filled with plenty 
and mm. um, you'll be you'll be blessed. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, this is Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou. Uh, very happy to have you with us, and please send us a text even after this program on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and. Re- Quest this wonderful book which we are giving away the giving equation our time is up thank you for uh, joining us um, may god richly bless you and until next time keep walking in the footsteps of jesus i must tell jesus all of my trials i cannot